This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. For the 23-24 season, the West Ham way is sponsored by Green King Sport, where football is more than a game. Green King Sports venues are showing every televised West Ham fixture over the course of the season. So instead of turning to the internet for a dodgy stream, get your mates together and get down to your local Green King pub and get closer to the action. This season, Green King have launched the Green King Sport Instagram page, which will be home to fan content, deals and competitions throughout the season. They've already given away Champions League final tickets and signed shirts, so you don't want to miss out. Drop them a follow on Instagram and you won't just be the first to know about all this, you'll be helping out the West Ham way. You're listening to the West Ham way podcast with Dave and X. Oi, oi! Hello and welcome to the West Hamway podcast with myself Dave Walker and XWHU employee. This week we reflect on two much needed wins, the outstanding James Ward-Prowse, Antonio being dropped, Suchek's controversial goal celebration, Lucas to the rescue on Thursday, Mad Dog breaking a two minute silence on Sunday, why we are leaking so many goals and forthcoming events before getting news from X and answering questions from patrons of the West Hamway. This week we reflect on two wins, one on Thursday, one on Sunday. Let's start with Forrest. Give us your thoughts. Um, I'm pleased we got the win, obviously, uh, as we all should be. Um, I doubt there are some out there that are pleased, but yeah, majority of West Ham fans would be. Um, I think it was a uh, a good performance. I wouldn't say a great performance because at times, you know, we our defending wasn't great, and you know there was a appearance where we weren't creating much but on the whole it was a good win an important win you know we sit ninth in the in the Premier League now um, against this break most of us would have been happy I would say with a ninth place um, mm-hmm. league position quarterfinals of the um, Carabao Cup and sitting top of our um, European group you know that that is good with all things considered you know in terms of sixth place which I think realistically is as top as we could aim 
and four with four points off it. You know, so mm. in the grand scheme of things, it was an important result. You know, we needed to get a win. Um, we need to beat the little teams like Forest at home if we're going to achieve anything this season. Um, and we did. And mm. you know, it's it's a happy day. It's, I'm pleased. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we couldn't have asked for a better start, could we? And it's uh, good to see Lucas back dancing like a prime Dave Walker at Faces, circa 2001. <laughs> um, but, but, but I've got to be honest with you, X. I mean, after a start like that, I want us to push for a second and a third. You know, I don't want to see us sit back and invite the opposition back into the game. And I think that is a, a frustration a lot of West Ham fans have because we're better than doing that. Do you know what I mean? We could have forced it more and forced their hand. And I don't really understand why we why we do that. So I wasn't the happiest at halftime, I'll be honest. But to our credit, as we often don't in second halves, if you look at uh, recent history, we did come out in the second half, worked hard, showed desire, showed some quality. And um, I think we got the win we deserved, really and truly. And a, a massive contributing factor to that win was James Ward-Prowse. He was given man of the match, two assists from him, nine this season in all competitions, more than any other Premier League player. He's got to be the best at set pieces since David Beckham and the ex. Well, there was a stat on a match of the day too. I don't know if you saw it. I've, I've got into the habit now of watching the West Ham games back before we do the podcast now because mm. obviously I'm always at the game and I only see the action live. I don't see replay. So I've got into the habit of it. And on match of the day, they showed a stat. Um, so I can't remember from what period of time it was, but assists from set pieces. Um, since something like 2022 um, and he was way ahead 17 I think he had way ahead of the next man guess who the next player was I know the answer it's Aaron Creswell yeah there you go so and Jared Bowen was also in that list so it's amazing to see how far ahead he is on those assists and you know it is such a such a thing because that's that those assists are just chances created the chances that have led to goals so you know obviously it's a lot of them are for Southampton as well but if you think he's made 17 goals from set plays in the last year or whatever it was that's just an amazing statistic you know because if he can if he can do that for the next two three years think how many goals he's brought and I also believe that he's a much better all-round player than he's ever given credit for and I think yeah that benefited West Ham because I think that's probably one of the reasons that not many other clubs, if any clubs, were interested in signing him for the price we paid. But I think they overlooked that. I think you get a set piece king is the best way to describe him because his stats are that that indicates towards that. But you also get a very hard working, all round, decent central midfield player. And I was very pro at signing him, and I'm pleased that the, that that was the writing inclination to have because I think he's been a very very good signing for us but you can't put a price on good set pieces you, you just can't I mean it's worth more than 35 million pound he is absolutely lethal with a dead ball and, yeah. and that's why I referenced David Beckham because there's a lot of similarities you know in terms of that delivery the whip the accuracy the consistency and uh, it's just such a nice feeling every time you get a corner or a, a free kick outside the box, that level of excitement you feel that something could genuinely happen. I mean, Chris, mm. as that stat suggests, was was 
outstanding um, at, at corners and set pieces, but not to the level of, of Jones. Right. I mean, he is absolutely superb. And that is an interesting stat. And courtesy of our very own Dan Wofford, and I've got some more stats for you, because during that game, I can tell you that James had a, a 94% pass accuracy, 91 touches in total, 17 final third passes, five chances created, two big chances created, and of course, two assists. And I think it also highlights the importance of Alvarez, being back mm-hmm. in the side because yeah. when he is, it allows James the freedom to play that way. Yeah, I like Alvarez and I like his sit like uh, for me you just give him a very simple role his simple role is sit in front of the defence you're between the midfield and the defence you're there basically to break up pay be a physical presence get stuck in get the ball back and give it to other players and, and just uh, don't overcomplicate the role Um, you know I think with Declan we had that and then we started to overcomplicate it by allowing him runs and free range and so on and so forth I don't think we need to do that with Alvarez just let him sit deep and you know the guy is good on the ball as well it's not like he all we can do is tackle and be a physical presence he can get on the ball and lay it off to people well and I think he is I think all of the signings credit to whoever you want to credit for these signings and there's a mixture of who that should be credited but regardless of who it's down to if you look at Mavropanos I think he's you know obviously scored no goal but I think he's looked solid from the majority of the games he's played Will Prowse has been an amazing signing Alvarez a very very very, very good signing. Obviously, Kudos has been a great signing as well. So the recruitment this summer has been has been brilliant. I think we need to add to it in January because we lack a striker, um, an out and out striker. But um, the one of the players that we did bring in, all of them have been great signings. And yes, Alvarez, as you call him, or Alvarez, however you pronounce it, is a, <laughs> is a, is a great addition to the squad, definitely. Yeah. And going back to JWP, I mean, if he played for Liverpool, Arsenal, City or Man United, would he be in the England squad now, do you think? I think so, yeah. There's always a bias towards those players that play for the bigger clubs, isn't there? I mean, although Declan did get into the England squad with us, look how much more he's praised now for his overall play and everyone say how brilliant he is. He hasn't changed. All right, he might have slightly better players around him and stuff, but he was that good at West Ham. But because he's doing it for Arsenal, people talk about it a lot more. And it's the same with other players once they start playing a few times for you know Man City Chelsea Arsenal whoever they're immediately in Southgate's thought process whereas at West Ham it takes you a lot longer to get in there and um, yeah I, I just think it like you say if all he did you know it's a bit like Rory Delap, you know back in the heyday where he was so useful because he has that long throw you know mm. he he wasn't a great player nowhere near as good as Ward Prowse he was an, an okay player but he had that feature so it was worth picking him as your first name on the team sheet. You've got that with Ward Prowse, but you've also got, as I said before, the all-round game. As those stats that you read out there show, and he he had these stats when he was at Southampton. This is what baffles me so much. He was like, well, he covered the most amount of ground in the Premier League or something like that. And you know, his pass completion was always really high. And so he's always been a good player. And but again, I think because he played for Southampton, he was overlooked. And um. Great. I'm glad he was because that benefited us. And yeah, and the only thing that's a shame about him is that he's 29. You know, if, if he was mm. 21, we would have so many years of goals ahead of us with him. But yeah, brilliant signing. And, you know, it was a, it was a good result. That, that ball in for Bowie and for Suchek was spot on. And, you know, Thomas, 
missed a couple of chances previous to that. I thought he was ineffective during the game, but once again, he comes out of a crucial moment with his head. You know, I think if we, if, the, if he played for Wimbledon in the 90s when the ball was in the air constantly, he would literally be world-class. Um, but unfortunately, the ball was played on the floor and I think he's ineffective at times, but you can't knock the fella because he gets goals like that that win games. And if he continues to do that, then he's, then he's worth having in the squad, definitely. Well, I wasn't sure whether to bring this up, to be honest, because it is a little bit awkward, but I've got to ask you, because really it's unavoidable and you've mentioned him yourself. How do you feel about Suchek's celebration? How do I feel about it? The celebration? Feel- yeah, you, mu- you must have heard what the mics picked up after he'd scored. <laughs> Well, I feel very, very happy with the celebration. It was a perfectly justified celebration for that last minute-ish goal. And uh, yeah, now I'm buzzing for Thomas. Well, have you, have you not, are you winding me up? Have you actually not heard what the mics picked up after he'd scored? <laughs> no, because I'm not winding you up. I haven't watched Oh God, it. this really is awkward. Okay, well, look, I've, I've got a recording and I wasn't going to play this because obviously I thought you'd heard it because everyone's talking about it. But um, yeah, let me just press play now. This, this is... The microphone's picked up when he scored. <laughs> yeah! Hello, left hand man. That was for you, X, you fucking villain! <laughs> you honestly haven't. You didn't hear that, no? No, mate. I, I don't know what it is about it, mate. He does seem to have a real beanie's bonnet when it comes to He you. does. He does. I'm not, I'm not saying anything that other West Ham fans haven't said either. So like, it does seem a little <laughs> bit personal now. Um, but uh, as I've. <laughs> As I've always said, Thomas, I think you have your your value. It's just at times I feel like you're not involved as much as you should be. And the stats also show that. I think you could make different runs to get into space a bit more and try and be a bit more confident on the ball. But I can't knock the fact that you get important goals with your head and you defend set plays with your head and you're very brave and you're a very good team player, um, both on and off the pitch. So... Yeah, well done. I'm pleased for you. You know that Thomas isn't actually here, though, X. That was a recording from what the mics picked up. He, you're not actually talking to Thomas. No, but he seems, he seems to listen to everything I ever say about him, so <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure he'll hear that. So, yeah, I'm kind of talking to him in absence, but hoping, knowing that he will know and he will hear it. He's not our biggest fan. He listens to every fucking thing I say about him. <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly, he chooses to ignore any positives that you put in yeah, his way. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very selective with his listening. <laughs> Sounds like certain women I've been out with over my life. <laughs> <laughs> I only hear when apparently I say something negative. Forget yeah. all the compliments that I've given. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, Antonio was dropped from the starting lineup, which was the right thing to do, in my opinion. I'm, I'm sure most people will agree. Given his attitude when he lost his place to Skamaka, how do you think he feels at the moment? Well, it's interesting because he did that another one of those podcasts, didn't he? And I actually, for once, thought he said something quite good on that podcast that he did because he said when he was talking about that miss at Brentford, he said he's been thinking about it over and over and over again and he can't sleep and he's so he's been wanting those chances and then he mucked it up. And I actually thought it was refreshing to see him be quite humble like that and actually 
sounds awful because you don't want to wish hurt upon someone but good to see that he was depressed about that missed opportunity because it it showed to me that he almost does like he does care about those opportunities and that so I was quite pleased with those comments and I think judging on those comments he'll probably have to understand that there was a reason that he has been dropped and it's because he's missing chances like that if he comes back into the team and starts scoring goals then rightly so he could consider himself that he wants to be starting but at the moment he hasn't scored for a long time and he hasn't played well for a long time so it was the right move to make West Ham won his replacement scored again as in Gerard Bowen so if he creates a fuss then I'm sorry you'll just have to deal with it because it was the right thing to do everyone knows that it's not like he's been completely frozen out he's still got you know 15 minutes at the end or whatever but um, he he just needs to get back on form and score when he gets the opportunity and then maybe he'll get his starting place back but Moyes has got to manage that like you know part of a manager's job is dealing with egos you get a lot of them in football Antonio's clearly won Moyes just has to manage him correctly and it was correct for him not to start and correct for him to come on when he did when we were chasing the game and I think actually to give credit to David Moyes the in-game management which is often criticised for was actually yeah. spot on I was calling for Suchet to get subbed off earlier he didn't he stuck with him and he got the winner so fair play um, Antonio came on at the right moment I think and um you know, people are very quick to criticise Moyes when we don't win, but we've won <clears throat> two games. Yes, they weren't pretty, but, you know, you've played Olympiacos, who are a good side. You know, let's not forget that. They've beaten teams in the Champions League many times before. They are a good side. <clears throat> They're a hard side to play against. <clears throat> it was a tough game. We beat them on Thursday, and then shortly after, we played on Sunday. Forest have had a whole week off, and we got a good win against them as well. So we are managing a much more hectic and compact fixture list than a lot of other teams, and I think... You know, there are times when things are bad and I've said them and I've, I've made them clear, but I don't think things are as bad as some people would tell you. Mm. Well, I'm going to go through our back four, right, one by one, and you tell me one by one whether you rate them. It's just yes or no, okay? Because there's a question coming up. Okay, well, I can tell you now, I rate all of them. Right, so Emerson, Agued, Zuma, Shufau, you'd say yes to every single one of them. Yeah. So why do we concede so many goals? <sighs> That's a good question, and it's something that we need to get to the bottom of quickly because we've gone from being quite solid defensively, something that David Boyes has prided himself on throughout mm. his career, to being quite open. You know, we've let in another two goals. All right, we've won. It hasn't mattered. But we let in another two goals in the league, and it is worrying, and he's got to find a solution very quickly. I can't pinpoint it 100% on something. My suspicions are communication is a factor. I think we've talked about that last week and I would agree with it again. I mean, it just seems to be a bit of misunderstanding all the time. Um, and um, like, well, I say all the time is a bit strong, but there seems to be a lot of misunderstanding. Um, and I think that's probably the factor. And... I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to pinpoint exactly. I'd be interested to get people's thoughts on that because you know you think is it a lack of pace in defence? Well, Aguirre's known particularly for being fast. You know, Shafal might not be that fast. Emerson seems reasonably quick. Maybe it's a lack of pace, but I'm not sure it's that. In the air, are we dominant enough? I think Zuma's good in the air. Aguirre's decent in the air. 
You know, maybe the fork, maybe the wing back, the wingers, sorry, aren't tracking back enough to help. You know, when you've got Kudos and Pakatar, like they started against um, Forest, are they giving the defence enough help? I don't know. Is there a lot of factors that you need to consider? I, I don't think I could pinpoint on one thing. Yeah, that's why I asked the question, because I think it's a, it's a confusing scenario, really, when you've got a manager that's built a reputation on being so strong defensively and he builds his style of play around that strength in defence and he's added Alvarez to protect the defence and we're talking about four good starting defenders uh, with a great mm-hmm. goalkeeper, by the way, as well. I like Ariola a lot. Um, it's 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 a confusing one. Like you, I'm I'm sort of playing a bit of a guessing game. I don't know if it's the style of play if I'm honest, where you're constantly inviting pressure. And and I, I understand the tactic if you're playing against a top four club. I do. I think it's the right way to approach it. But anyone outside of that, X, I think when you look at the quality that he has at his disposal, I think you've got to look to control possession, con- control the game, and mm. go out there and, and get the goals and kill the game off. And I just don't think he's brave enough to do that. And that, again, is a frustration when you look at the quality that we have because I think we're better than that style of play. But, of course, as we've always said, winning is the most important thing. But we are one of only two teams in the top ten with a minus goal difference, as it stands. Do you know the other one is? Do mm, I think top ten? Mm. Uh, You're giving yourself time to Google now, aren't you? No, but I'm just trying to work out who's in the top 10. It's got to be, and I haven't honestly haven't Googled that, but it's got to be Man United. Yeah, correct. Yes, I'm thinking of all those other teams. They scored, like, you know, it's not going to be Man City, Arsenal, Liverpool, Tottenham, and so you sort of Villa, it wouldn't be. So, yeah, by process of elimination, it's got to. Got to be them. Mm, our times have changed for them. Sad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it, well, it is a win um, that puts us ninth in the Premier League. And here's what the gaffer had to say post-match. Boss, that is, that's a lovely way to win a game of football, isn't it? Oh, great win before we go away in international duty because it's been a really tough period from the last international uh, week. And then, obviously, to win today and, and have a... Have a win in midweek against Olympiakos as well. We've, we've finished this. I'm going to call it a month off uh, really well. Really resilient in the last half an hour. A lot of teams having played Thursday, falling behind with 30 minutes to go. You know the, yeah. the win could have come out of our sails, but it actually made us go again, didn't it? It did. I thought we actually got better in that period. You know, we. I, I thought that we we hadn't played well enough in the first half. Not quick enough. Probably would be a better word. Was it a bit to do with a, a carryover from the game in Thursday? Could be, or was it just not in Forest sort of left us on the ball a little bit? And when we had it, I thought we we played quite well with the ball, but it was that slow. I was getting I was getting bored myself eh, watching it at times. So we wanted them after half time to get much quicker with the ball, faster, you know, try and get more balls in behind them, see if we make more runs behind. And I thought we did, but eh, unfortunately we got done with a wee bit of a sucker punch and we went 2-1 down but great credit to the lads especially after midweek that they, they picked themselves up and got a result made a huge amount of chances today which must have pleased yeah. you I do I, I thought we did I thought in the second half especially we were we looked more like it you know there was things happening it looked like we could get goals mm-hmm. Thomas Stuchek had two big chances one hits the bar and the goalie makes another save mm-hmm. uh, but in the end you know we, we got there and we get couple of brilliant deliveries which got us the goals that's 100 wins as a West Ham manager boss somebody told me I'd done that uh, in midweek <laughs> well 101 then we're a bit of luck so I'd, I'd moved on from yeah. that but, uh, but I did English yeah, instead yeah. of maths boss <laughs> yeah so uh, look look every, every win you get is important yeah. it's really hard to win in the league yeah. 
it's hard to win uh, after coming back from Europe. Mm. It really is, and it's you no. Know, I could. I wish I could put my finger on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is an explanation. If you're playing every three days, you get less preparation time, less recovery yeah. time. There's a lot of reasons why other teams can be fresher they yeah. can be you know yeah. they can got more time to tactically yeah. prepare so it's not an excuse it just no. is it it's is just, what it is it's fact you know, and, yeah. and in between this we had a cup tie against Arsenal mm. as well the week before and won that as well yeah and we won yeah. that one as well and we're yeah. trying to we, you know we, we're trying to win all the games that we can mm. but you know sometimes you know yeah, well, what well, it's right you know nobody wins all the games not even the best teams win all the games and Jared, you know he's playing up front and now he's winning headers in amongst the trees in there well I don't know if anybody gets a chance to look but uh, he had one in midweek against Olympiacos and he goes and he nearly does the exact mm. same thing in the, the def- hits the defender mm. goes over the bar mm. or it was a goal mm. uh, he's a lot better there than people give him credit for and his timing and getting in front of people is very good so uh, I, I've got to say the reason we've done it is because we're not surprised he's got the ability to yeah. score and uh, look if you're a number nine you want to score a goal he's got a goal today mm. and just lastly obviously we played a huge amount of football this season about 10 of the lads will be off playing for their countries but the rest of the lads really important that they do get a bit of time to just mm-hmm. get some energy yeah. back in those legs and have a yeah look we've had, a, we've had two big months now and uh, we'll give the players time off and, and they, they deserved it they've, they've done well we've had some games or not but it's certainly not because of their attitude or the way they apply themselves they're, they're great boys they, their attitude is, is superb it really is and they're really committed and uh, yeah they deserve a couple of days off Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out My solution is Plush Care PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. X before the game, we had our third pre-match event at the Colour Factory. And what an event it was, mate. Oh, it's amazing, mate. And a lot of people have said the same. You know, we're not, obviously, we're going to be biased, but it's the punter's opinion that really counts. And a lot of people have said to us how good it was. And, and it was. You, you can't get away from that. You know, Martin's a, an amazing host. He's very good at getting the best from the guests that he's got with mm. him. He, he's able to relate it to them rather than necessarily himself, um, which is real, real good skill. Um, and I think he really get any, any he spends time with them like he calls them up during the week before we have the the event and he gets to know them and talks like you know what stories are you happy with me sharing we're going to talk to you about this can talk to you about that and he gets them the the guests kind of knowing that he's going to cover certain things which therefore gives him license to cover the more challenging
thing of topics, you know, because they've already been briefed on it, and and and, and he knows that the guests are happy with that. Obviously, Martin's a very funny person as well, so that humour comes across, and he gets that out of the guests as well. And I thought the atmosphere was great. The people that came, every guest seemed really up for it, seemed really appreciative of the event we'd put on. And um, yeah, I thought it was an amazing atmosphere, really, really good, and really, really pleasing to see that our move to the colour factory is starting to you know get more people there and get a, a good reputation so yeah buzzing I, I really really enjoyed it yeah and a great performance from Marlon and Anton as well two yeah, cracking yeah, lads great players in their day and and, and do you know what I, I, I mean I knew they were friends but I didn't realise just how close they were mm-hmm. and that really came across on stage as well and 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 one skill that Martin has is that he really he really he, he really finds the balance between um, honesty uh, subjects that are very close to them that that, that isn't typically discussed and humour. It, it collectively adds all of those ingredients into such a great Q and A, and it's a pleasure to have him. And uh, it, it's um, it, it's just a joy to be a part of. It really is. Definitely. It's better than than seeing West Ham fans leave with a smile on their face. You know, 100%. And, and, you know we've had a, a contributing factor in that happening. It's uh, it's a beautiful thing. It really is. But one oh. one thing one thing that made me laugh. So obviously it was Remembrance Sunday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't even spoke to you about this, but obviously you were there. <laughs> it was Remembrance Sunday yesterday, and, and we pre-agreed rightfully so. I know what you're going to say, because I found this funny as well. I mean, I know what you're going to say. I won't spoil it, I but I can say And everyone, everyone there will know as well, but we'd agreed that we would have a two-minute silence, and I'm sure most <laughs> know that every two-minute silence is started by um, a, a, a song, a bugle playing, which is the last post. And it's about 90 seconds long, and it signifies the start of a two-minute silence. So when that ends, <laughs> the silence begins. So <laughs> I've started to play it, and everyone is instantly silent. So we've got 200 West Ham fans there. You could hear a pin drop. So the second it finishes, everyone's heads down and, and deep in fault. Now, I'm where I'm positioned, I, I call it the gorilla cage. I'm uh, the, literally the other side of the room to, to Martin facing him on stage. So there's a bit of a distance between us. So everyone's in deep fault and it's silent. And all of a sudden, I've heard, Dave, <laughs> that's the end of the two-minute silence or the beginning. <laughs> And I and we we were we haven't fucking talked to each other during a two minute silence. I said, I, I, said, I, I cringe during this moment. I said, I said it's, it's the beginning, Mark. He went, oh, okay, like that. But what makes me laugh is thinking about it, right? <laughs> How can that be the end of the silence? We haven't even had any fucking silence yet. The bugle player for the last ninety seconds. I just found that quite comical. Right? I know. Uh, I did I, at the time. I was funny for as well. I also cringing as well because it's like, like he must have done a minute and two minutes silence before. Like so, he knows the the bugle plays and then he and then he stands. <laughs> He <laughs> was, was obviously so enthusiastic to get through his questions that uh, yeah, yeah. he lost he lost concepts of what was going on. But yeah, it's funny when you said I must talk about it immediately. I could I knew that was what it was going to be because uh, yeah, yeah, it was quite like wrongly amusing, I guess. <laughs> it, it was, and the, the thing is as well, 
it was visually funny because the way Martin, he obviously felt that he had to interrupt a, a, a two minute silence to say something so that he's got the right understanding of what's going on. But he also knew it was wrong to interrupt the, the two minute silence. <laughs> yeah. So he, he's, he's saying it very slowly and riddled with guilt while staring at the floor like a naughty schoolboy. So visually it was very funny as well. But, um, everyone took it in the right way and it was, uh, it was a nice touch. And obviously remembering all of our fallen heroes, which was mm. the right thing to do. But talking of events, we have another cracking one lined up for you on Wednesday, the 22nd of November, where we return to La Quinta's in Benfleet. Cracking venue, that. Um, and that's going to be from 7 till 10. It's hosted by Mad Dog. And the two special guests taking part in that live interactive Q&A will be Ginge, Ginger Pele himself, James Collins, and Matty Everington. Tickets are available to purchase online. And if you're a patron, you can pay on the door, on the night, at a discounted rate. Uh, X, another one to look forward to, mate. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to say. Like, we, we've really started to think about the sort of pairings of the guests that we have at our events. Like, obviously, we had this season, we had individuals up until this one here. But then we thought, oh, actually, if we can manage it cost effectively it's great to have a pairing and a pairing that get on really well so Anton and Marlon we obviously knew play for the same team with good mates during yeah. um, that time you know I remember seeing them both at faces and time and in Romford regularly when I was there back in the day um, and so we knew that they were going to have great chemistry and, and we found out that they were roommates and stuff which I didn't actually know that much but uh, they were roommates when they were at West Ham they had great banter Kevin Keane um, and Mark uh, um, sorry, Kevin Keane and Kenny Brown are our next pre-match event before the Wolves game. Um, they've obviously played together. They work together now as academy. And we can have Mark Phillips there as well, who's also good mates with them. So it's going to be really great. You know, talk about them as playing. Then talk about the academy. So that's before the Wolves game. And then the event you just mentioned there, um, Ginge and Matty were best men at each other's weddings. Yeah. So, you know, you're going you're gonna to get some absolute brilliant banter between the two of them. You know, Matty's got a really interesting story because you know it's been well documented his struggles off the pitch he's very open about that Ginge obviously spent two periods at West Ham um, and was recently a West Ham player and has played under David Moyes and does the podcast for West Ham now so still very much involved with current West Ham so it's going to be a great event as you rightly said and the Quinters is a, is a brilliant venue there's loads of parking there so if you want to drive there then there's loads of parking it's re- really well priced really well located we've got some great auction and raffle items that are going to be available to to bid and raffle for and uh yeah it'll be um, it'll be a great great event like the last one was with julian and george paris mad dogs hosting yeah. obviously so yeah can't can't wait um can't wait for that it's a lot of good fun and um talking of fun i just suddenly had a flashback i haven't made a note of this but this this also made me laugh and those that were there will, will, in attendance will know what I'm saying. When um, Anton and Marlon were on stage, because they have got a, a, a lot of banter between them, and it sounds like the dressing room they were a part of collectively did, to be honest mm. with you, but they yeah. had so much fun every day. Mm. And um, Anton said that when Marlon signed and he's training, Anton's racking his brains because he's thinking, he really reminds me of someone, Marlon, but I can't put my finger on it. And it was driving him mad. He's like, what is it? Have I seen him before? Like, like it, does he remind me of someone? 
and he's really, really scrambling his brains. And all of a sudden, a penny dropped on the training pitch because as as the ball was coming over to Marlon, apparently, it, 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 the light bulb moment went. And, and he said to everyone, everyone on the pitch said, fucking hell, I've realised who it is. It's Homer Simpson. <laughs> and I tell you what, I can't unsee that now. Since he said that, and bless you, Marlon, I can't unsee that. It's fucking uncanny, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I can see that similarity. I think, luckily for Marlon, when he talks, he comes across as a lot more intellectual. Than I <laughs> yeah, yeah I, can, I can, I can see that similarity definitely. Yeah, that was really funny, really funny. Uh, well, last Thursday saw another European night at the London Stadium for different reasons. It was a must-win game. It wasn't the prettiest of performances, X, as we said, but we got the win we desperately needed. Um, what was your take on that? It's the simplest. You just described it there. It wasn't yeah. a great. It wasn't a great performance at all. It was boring at times. I took my daughter to her first game this season, um, and you know I had to get permission for her to be up that late, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And sadly for her, it wasn't a great game at all. Really, um, very, very boring. But unfortunately, that often happens, particularly in Europe. You know, when uh, European teams know how to play act, and let's be honest, they were rolling around with head injuries very frequently. The ref wasn't strong enough to pick them up for it. In fact, I thought the the ref was terrible um, in that game. Uh, And, you know, at the end of the day, though, we needed to come out of the three points and and we did exactly that. Um, You know, we beat Freiburg in the next game and then we've got a a bye, basically, against the the Serbian team, Topolo or Topolo, whatever the name was. uh, Yeah, something like that. Because uh, they, um, if we beat the German team, we can't be overtaken. So that gives us at least three games off because we would have won the group, which gives you your pass through the playoff and you would have um, bypassed that last game of the season where you could just play academy players. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it wasn't the most riveting performance to watch, but it was definitely worth being there live in attendance just to see that pass from James Ward-Prowse and that finish from Lucas. I mean, yeah. it's it's one of those X, isn't it, that if Messi would have made that pass, Sky Sports would be playing it every single day, probably for the mm-hmm. rest of your life. Mm-hmm. But, but James Ward-Prowse, again, thankfully for us, massively underrated. And it just goes to show what he's got in his locker outside of set pieces, because I just don't think people were talking about that pass enough. It was it was absolute poetry, that, wasn't it? Such yeah. an important time as well, and a great finish from Lucas. Yeah, massively. And I think also this worth stating, obviously, Lucas has got two and two now from following on from his suspension. And that's the one thing I've always been a little bit critical of him. Like, he's great. Like, his overall play is really good. But his actual key moments, does he get enough assists? Does he get enough goals? And he's obviously got two goals in a row now. So that's really good. And hopefully he can build on that as well. But yeah, a great ball. The moment of magic to separate the the two teams massively onside so the goal was spoilt for me because it had a massive a VAR check unnecessarily after that one when he was clearly onside and um, yeah good finish and as I say that, that you can't you know obviously we want my stands to play amazing in every single game and batter teams and play brilliant football and so on but with the sheer number of games that we have this season it isn't physically possible with the, with the, with the squad we have to be on point every single game the key thing for us now this season 
season uh, at times. Yes, we'll have games where we play well. I actually think, you know, I've seen people moaning about the Forest game. I actually thought it was it was all right. You know, it wasn't an amazing performance, but it was a good performance. But there'll be times where we just need to grind out a result. And Thursday was that perfect example. And we needed to get the team right so that we could then get a result against Forest, which we also did. And, you know, as I said at the start of the show, we, if we can win the group, you know, we won't have a European game till what is it, March time, I think, off the top of my head. Um, so that would be give us a bit more of a, a rest. You know, we can win, if we can beat Liverpool, obviously that's a tough game. But you know, we get um, we got a, a semi final there and hopefully a final. Uh, you know, it's it's. It's, things aren't as negative as I, I feel that they come across on social media. Sometimes, you know, we all have a moan, we all have a bitch about, um, you know, when we played badly and stuff. But if you'd said to me, regardless of the performance, regardless of, you know, the, the style of play, et cetera, et cetera, just the, just the simple facts that we sit ninth quarterfinals and top of a European group, I think it's not as bad as people make out and people would uh, Fans of so many other clubs would love to be in our position right now. Mm, interesting. It's always nice going uh, international break as well, isn't it? With uh, with a win, yeah, that's important, mate. That's it's really important. important. Yeah, it is that that three points um, and the, the game against Olympiacos was very important to go to the international break with that because had we lost that Forest game. Um, and the Olympiacos game, let's just say, had we lost both of them, the negativity would have been rife. You know, you'd have had people calling Moyes out all over the shop um, and um, negativity would have really set in. And then you've got two weeks just to recycle that negativity over and over again, which just makes the problem worse. Now, it feels like, you know, things haven't been amazing, but they've not been terrible. We've got a good platform now to hopefully try and kick on, you know, and... By the time the international break's over, we'll be at the end of November. Then it gives you another month until the transfer window where we might be able to do something. So, you know, I think I think it was really important to get those wins. Really important. And it's a and we go into the international break now where I think everyone should have a and I mean this as fans as well, have a break from West Ham, recharge the batteries, because there's been a lot of games recently watch England and you know the England games are reasonably insignificant now. I think we've already qualified, so you know the games are pretty insignificant. I think I might be wrong on that, but um and just let our refresh our minds come back for that Burnley game, which is very winnable, you know, because I'd say at the moment they're the, probably the worst team in the league. Um, and it's very winnable. And if we can win that, then um, then it'll be a good start. Then we've got Palace after that, I think, from memory. I know the European game. So we can qualify for the top of the group with that game. If we win those, going to Palace, it's a, you know, we could be in a very good position. So let's just recharge the batteries, everyone, the players, the manager, the fans, and then come back positive for the Burnley game. Okay. It's time to see what's what. Calling all West Ham fans. Are you a patron? of the West Ham way. If not, why not? For the price of a point, you get top quality content on a daily basis to include the famous West Ham way podcast with Dave and X. Over a hundred interviews with ex-players and celebrity fans. Mad Dog Bites with Martin Allen. A show with Tony Cotty. The U Irons podcast. The West Ham way USA. A transfer window show with Demis Chef an expert pre-match analysis. There are virtual events 
with ex-players, written articles, match day discussion, away day burger reviews, in-depth match reports, and if you want to be the first to get reliable, accurate, exclusive news on all club affairs, you'll get exactly that from the best ITK in the business, ex-West Ham United employee. All that and more delivered to your phone for a fiver a month. It's the daddy. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.